0: This podcast is brought to you by PodPro Australia. Hi, I'm Karen Hillen. Welcome to the My HR Partner Podcast. We talk about all things HR, from recruitment to ending employment. If you'd like support with your HR, check out our website, www.myhrp.com.au.
1: Welcome back to the My HR Partner Podcast where we talk all things HR and once again I'm here with uh, Karen Hillen. Welcome. How are you going? Going well, going well. So today, recruitment. Obviously something all businesses have to do it, uh, at some point if they're planning to grow and be successful. So um, I, I gather with uh, your business you can be a, a big help with, um, with advice.
0: Yeah. So one of the things in my business is I don't actually do recruitment. I work with a few partners that provide recruitment services, but I do provide advice and assistance to my clients in relation to answering questions that they might have about the best ways to recruit um, and, and questions that they have along the way. So although I don't help with recruitment, I do provide advice in relation to um, process, documentation and give some people some ideas about what they need to know.
1: Oh, look, that's fantastic. Although it's not a, not a paid service, you can be helping them because, look, a lot of people do do recruitment on their own and they yep. don't get a paid provider. But to have that kind of advice um, in, in your corner would be would be very valuable. So, what are some of the most important things to consider when you are employing staff, either you know for the first time, or even if you already have a team?
0: There are so many things to consider, and whether you whether it's your first person or whether you already have a team, they're similar. So, thinking about what you need them to do for a start. So, having a position description is a good place to start, even if it's just a dot point list of things that you're doing at the moment that you want to get somebody else to do, and that's going to be the first person you employ. So, like I said, it doesn't have to be a complex position description, just a dot point list could be a good start. So, you, you know what to recruit for. So, you might start off thinking, I need somebody in my business, and you're thinking you need um, – I don't know, you're a plumber and you need another plumber. But then when you start writing down the list of things that you don't want to do and you want to employ someone to do, you might find what you need is an office person or uh, a marketing assistant. So it's really good to do that. So you can be really clear about the the type of employee that you need to employ.
1: So what are some of the common recruitment mistakes that organisations make and how, how do you go about avoiding them?
0: Yeah. So some of the mistakes I suppose is not, well, the main thing I think is not being clear about the things that you that you need. So really planning it out. Do you need a permanent person? Do they, do they need to be full-time or part-time? Should they be casual? So doing that planning in the beginning is really important. So that can be a mistake if you don't do that. Um, another big mistake. Uh, a lot of people say to me, why would you bother reference checking? People never give a bad reference. Reference checking is so important. It can be, the, um, I suppose, the, the, the part that really confirms what an applicant might have told you throughout the process in their application and their interview. <coughs> it's going to back up um, what they've told you. So um, reference checking is so important and it's really important that you ask the right questions. I, so
1: I can imagine. I mean, I would see that as a bit of a minefield too, in, in asking the right questions and even being a referee um, being and what they can and can't say. So yeah. there'd be plenty, I would imagine, that you would be able to help Clients with uh, about the reference checking process.
0: Yeah, definitely. I've got a reference check template that um, that I have on my membership um, site, my uh, my HR partner, HR Hub. Um, so I have a lot of templates like that 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 help businesses in relation to those types of things. So I also have an interview questions template that helps people as well. But I think just going back to reference checking, it can be so important to ask. Quite specific questions, so you're not just ringing a referee and saying, "Do you know this person? Would you employ them again?" Which is a really important question, by the way. But um, but being quite specific about the questions, so give a situation and ask for an example. So um, you know, um, this role requires the person to be really accurate and um, and an expert in Excel. For instance, so then the question that would you would you would give that bit of background, and then you would say, can you tell me about a time where they had to create a really complex um, Excel spreadsheet? How did it work, and what was the outcome that it provided
1: the business? Sure. So being very very specific.
0: Yep then it's harder for people to, to lie um, or make Makes up sense. things on the spot. Um, I've seen um, situations where people have put their sister as their referee, their best friend, all sorts of things. So also asking the question of what the context is of the working relationship and if they're in the position to, to give a reference for
1: that person. Sure. It sounds like you almost do the referee check, structuring it like an interview. Yeah, um, it's, it's
0: very similar.
1: So I mean on that what are, what are some of the you know, most effective techniques or best practices when conducting interviews or, or evaluating candidates?
0: Yeah, look, I think it's got to suit the business, but making sure again that you plan so you, you're really clear about what you want to know from the, the candidate in relation to the process that you put them through. So you can have um, a short work test um, to see that the person actually has the skills that they say they have. Um, and that could be in any industry. But again, I'll stick along the, the admin type path if you're recruiting for an admin assistant for instance and they need um, to be able to um, format documents or like I said before, work in Excel, you can set them a task while they're they're doing the interview where you say, okay, well, I need this Excel spreadsheet formatted, formulas put in, whatever the situation might be, give them a little test. So they actually have to demonstrate and prove that they do have that skill. That's
1: fabulous advice. That's something I've never really heard of people doing. It it usually just is question and answer, question and and answer. But um, I mean, that's a fabulous little tip that... um, I think uh, a lot of people could take a lot from it to, to actually yeah put some some testing in into the the interview process.
0: Yeah, it just helps you make a better decision. Um, also paid trials. Some businesses will actually bring somebody in and pay them to um, to do a trial and it might be for a couple of hours. You do have to be really careful about bringing in people for unpaid trials.
1: I was about to ask, I, I don't think that's, a uh, look, I, I've heard a lot, a lot of candidates offering to do yeah. that because they want the job. Yep. But is it actually legal?
0: It's not. And it's really difficult because I do see people say this all the time. Um, You know, people go onto Facebook and ask for advice, which is sometimes not the best place. And I've seen people say, oh, just offer to work for a week for free to get your foot in the door. I get why people are saying that, but it's against the law. It's not. Lawful for somebody to work for free for a week. There are work experience programs, and there are internship programs that are that are done through universities, registered training organisations, and even school work experience. They're unpaid, but they're a, they're a structured program
1: scheme, Sure. Yeah. So, just to clarify, then a little bit more, then for, for maybe an employer who does get um, a candidate who they are interested in, who does offer to do a, a free trial, their option would be to give them a paid trial. C- could they pay them less
0: they than have, they
1: normally would? or
0: It has to be at least the award at rate. Least the award rate. So I suppose if you're looking at uh, a, a builder, for instance, or some type of tradie where you're not really sure and you want, want to bring them in for a trial... I'd be making it very clear up front what the hourly rate would be. So for instance, if a plumber is going to come in and do a couple of days paid trial as a casual employee, then you just want to make sure that you you upfront about what that paid trial would be sure. as an hourly rate and it'd have to be at least the the award rate um, but when you're talking about tradies at the moment i don't think there are many businesses out there paying award rates um, to attract good people a lot of the time you've got to pay above awards so award. i think um, just getting all of that up front and really clear um, is the best thing because then there's no um, there's no arguments or or anything after that
1: sure and just on trials while we're, we're talking about that subject Is there a set time frame? I mean, does it have to be less than a certain period? Does it have to be... Obviously, it can be as short as you'd like it to be, but I'm sure it can't be as long as you'd want
0: to Yeah, look, I think if you're talking about long periods, then you're probably starting really to get into talking about probation periods, sure. especially if it's a permanent employee. Uh, but if you're talking about a casual employee, if you engage a casual employee, it's sort of like they're on a trial anyway, because a casual employee doesn't have any guarantee of ongoing work or a set amount of hours. So, it can be a good way to trial somebody, putting somebody on as a casual, if you're not really sure about if it's going to work out or you're a little bit unsure about even how much work there's going to be.
1: Sure. And again, that's something um, you would be able to pro- provide great advice about um, and link it to employment contracts, which is something that, um, that uh, my HR partner does very well.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, look, I think if you're just having somebody come in and do a, you know, a casual one-day trial, um, a contract wouldn't be as important. It's probably a little bit over the top, but if you've got a casual employee that you're putting on longer term um, or definitely for permanent employees, yes, um, contracts are a great way to go. Also, there's a probation period in permanent contracts too, so um, it makes it a little easier to, um, to, to say to somebody that it's not working out in the probation period um, and that can be because they're just not a good fit for the business.
1: Sure, sure. So what role does technology play in the recruitment process um, and how can HR professionals leverage that um, effectively?
0: Yeah, look, I think technology's in our life forever, isn't it? There are so many ways that you can use technology. Um, I, I think now there are so many people um, wanting remote work opportunities as well. So um, technology can be great. You can get on a Zoom or any other type of um, video conferencing to conduct interviews. Um, you can get people to lodge applications Um Electronically, you can have an online form. Um, I think there are quite a few platforms out there too that that do um, assessments online. Um, you know, psychometric testing. There are so many things on lots of different platforms that assist with the the decision-making process with recruitment.
1: Yeah, look, it it um, there is a lot out there, and again, you're you're a fountain of knowledge. Um, you know, if having you in 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 a business owner's corner to to point them in the right direction to all these tools. Um,
0: Yeah, definitely. And even things like um, making sure that you're covering off on things like um, knowing that you need workers' comp insurance for your employee, um, especially if it's the first time you're recruiting. Um, If you've never worked in a business and um, you've run a business your whole life, but you're about to employ someone for the first time, you might not even understand that the workers' comp insurance is the thing that you need to consider. So, just making sure that that, that clients understand um, all of those things is something I love to do. Is um, is talking through all those things with them.
1: Now I can see you're very passionate about it, and uh, look, it is very important. And um, you know, it's it's a, a part of a business. Uh, you know, the whole HR piece that um, you know some businesses don't don't give enough. Um, you know time and effort into and I think that's where you can be a a great help where it takes all the the responsibility um, away from them having to put this in place and and, and you can do it for them and you know have every box ticked.
0: Yeah I think the thing you know really planning is the key being really clear about what you want to do in recruitment Um, and I can assist businesses with that planning, um, making sure they have, you know, all of the things in relation to documentation. And then they can make the decision on whether they're going to do it themselves or if they're going to engage a recruitment agency to help them or how they're actually going to even attract people.
1: So, Well, I was thinking even things like bias or privacy and, and, and fairness, there's all these little minefields that you've got to navigate um, when when bringing somebody on.
0: So many things to think about. I've come from government, so I'm really aware of all of those things because I did a lot of recruitment when I worked in government. So we knew that we had to be really mindful of all of those things. But again, I think sometimes businesses aren't aware of those things and and they're not sometimes aware of inappropriate questions to ask. So, Although it's important, and I understand people want to know these things, but you can't ask somebody at interview, how many kids do you have, or what childcare arrangements do you have in place. They're things that people need to to organise, and I and I know now with people working from home a lot, um, that can be a bit of an issue in relation to childcare are the kids at home when the people are trying to really be at work and is that productive but those sorts of questions are inappropriate to ask somebody um, in a recruitment process.
1: Sure and look you've just brought up an in another interesting topic there with um, this whole movement to, to work from home um, I gather that opens up another whole can of worms when you're coming looking at it from an HR perspective.
0: Yeah and then again I think it's just um, planning making sure you have good processes in policy in place so if you do have somebody who works from home Home and you never see them in the office and you've never physically met them even, um, making sure that you have all of those really good processes and procedures set up, making sure that um, their their work environment at their home is safe. So you'd have a work, work from home um, safety checklist. So you can satisfy yourself that they've got, um, you know, um, a good chair or, um, you know, the the table set up's good. They're not just sitting on the lounge working, things like that. So those sorts of things can be important. And I would address them in the recruitment process as well to make sure that all of those things are clear, even in relation to what equipment, if any, that you provide um, the person that's working from home.
1: Fantastic.
0: And also understanding there are plenty of jobs that you're never going to be able to work from home. Um, Hospitality, retail. I'd like, builders, to, be, I'd like to be a tradie that works yeah. from home.
1: <laughs> How do I get one of those jobs? <laughs> Look, what um, just to finish off, what advice do you have for, for job seekers in today's employment market?
0: Yeah, it's really important to make sure that you sell yourself and really understand what your skills are um, and, and really articulate those when you're in a situation of um, putting your application together and also um, through the interview and the recruitment process. Um, it's a little bit the same, people ask me sometimes, um, how do I ask for a pay rise? It's about selling yourself. It's about justifying why you're the best person for the job and what value you bring to a business. Um, so yeah, I think it's just really important to have the confidence to really, really put your best foot forward. And I know a lot of people find that uncomfortable, but everybody else is doing it that you're up against. So you really do need to make sure that, that you're saying everything you can about why you're the best person for the job.
1: Sure. And look, a question that just came to mind with some With your services that you do offer clients and um, are their employees able to to come to you for for advice as well?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've got a few clients that I work with um, on an ongoing basis and um, I'm basically just their virtual HR manager. So think about a HR manager in a big business, the employees would have access to that um, HR manager for advice. So it works the same way with with my clients if that's what they want. And most of my clients do because they want to make sure that their employees feel comfortable getting the advice and the support they need.
1: Fantastic. Well, look, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there watching and listening now who would um, would love to have you as their, their virtual HR manager. How, do, how does anyone get in touch with you, Karen?
0: Uh, if you've been listening to this podcast, you could um, check out some of the other episodes. Uh, also, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, um, LinkedIn YouTube and also my website. What's your website? Yeah, my website is www.myhrp.com.au and there's information on there about all of the different services that we have and how to get in contact.
1: Fantastic. Thanks again, Karen. Another enlightening episode. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thanks. Have a great day.